What's going on, Straight Talk Faithful? It's your host, your boy, George Mackay, back in studio today for another great pre-recorded interview. Man, oh man, do I got somebody special. By the time this episode drops, he'll have been the champion for a few weeks, but he was just recently crowned a couple days ago, and I'm very excited to have him to the show. Please welcome the new reigning, defending NWA television champion, Zicky Dice. Oh, man. You know what? I got to stop you. You got to do that last part again. It sounds so good to hear. Let me hear you say it one more time, please. Please. The reigning, defending uh-huh. Uh-huh. NWA television champion, Nick Zicky Dice. Street Talk Wrestling just got outlandish. George, how you doing today, baby? I'm doing great, baby, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan, and it's an absolute honor. And, you know, congratulations on the win. It was a fantastic match with you and Ricky Starks. And I'm happy you came out of it with the gold. This I got to be honest. interview is champion. Did you know that? Did, I did. We can I just did. state that for the record. So this is my first ever huge t- uh, championship win. Um, and this is the first ever huge championship podcast. I like it. I love being the first of first. So to that, sir, I thank you. It's an honor. Yes, we're popping each other's cherries. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, 100%. So you know what? Let's let's get into that right away. Talk to me about that match. I mean, you're talking epic, you're, you know, you're talking epic proportions. You're talking literally a title on the line. Going into it, you were laser focused. I watched that match. I actually watched it earlier this morning in preparation again for this interview. And uh, I got to say, man, there was not a disappointing point of that match. I loved everything, the story you guys told. And you and Ricky, you guys have some fantastic chemistry. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you. I am very uh, stoked to be in uh, this program with Ricky. You know, Um, man. It's it's hard to wrap my head around. So if I if you get me pausing for a second, I'm still trying to process everything that's happened in the last few days. I think it's only been what 48 hours um, since the episode aired. Now that we're talking, um, but I, I gotta I gotta tell you first off the bat, what you see in that match you're talking about um, was literally 15 minutes after the match that you uh, between him and Matt Cross. Um, I don't know if you know, we film a whole season within a weekend. Um, so it, it, man, it was like, I, we we were back to back, you know, we went straight into it and, uh, just seeing now it's like, it's all been a blur, you know? So I go back and I watch uh, power every week live with everybody else. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it, 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 it's more like I read this interview once of like Angus Young when ACDC would go on stage, he would black out and not remember anything. That's it, that's like almost how it is for me. Um, so I literally do not remember most things that I say and or do. Um, I definitely did remember pinning Ricky Starks for the one, two, three. How could I forget that? And, uh, you know, keeping that on the on the hush for five, six weeks. Um, it's It's been very interesting, to say the least. But I'm very happy to be. uh you know, Ricky's a uh, excellent performer, excellent uh, wrestler and, and great talent. And uh, I mean, I think we make for some damn good television. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I actually, I, I love the NWA product. I love the resurgence. I'm a big fan of the classic styles. I was a big fan of, uh, you know, WCCW and NWA back in the day. I mean, mind you, when I got into it, it was much, it was already pretty much gone. And WWF at the time was literally the only game in town and WCW was around too. But going back and, and watching how classic and how sleek it looks and how fantastic, you know, the resurgence is and how they put it all together. I mean, I did hear that you filmed a whole season in a weekend wasn't sure exactly how that worked but now hearing it from your side of perspective it all makes perfect sense but what i love so much about nwa is that it's got that classic style but you guys all of you from your roster like i've interviewed sienna now i've got you in the can which again is a huge honor for me um in hearing like all the stories about how free reign you guys have, even though NWA represents the classic and they pay homage to it every week, they still have that new flair and they don't really uh, disrupt their talent's flow. They let their talents really breathe. And that's what I think is so refreshing about the product. Because, you know, you hear about all those other companies that kind of have the stranglehold on their talent when it comes to creative. But what I see when I watch Power every week is that the creative is allowed to flow through the wrestler. And I love that. Absolutely. Um, there's two things that came to mind as you were talking. Like one, I just got to say the studio, uh, when you're inside, man, it just has this like aura about it. Like I, I made sure to take, um, a good 15 minutes before doors had opened. I left my phone in the locker room and I just went out and just stood in the empty studio and just looked around at all the lights and the flags and the cameras and uh, the podium and the commentator's booth and just really soaked it all in. Um, and that ended up being the biggest day of my wrestling career thus far. Um, yeah, you know, and uh, we do get creative control. You know, we were given uh, ideas and we're able to take the reins and ride with them a little bit. And uh, I, I love that. And I'm still, you know, <laughs> Nick writes checks that, that Zicky or Z, I'm sorry, Zicky writes checks that Nick can't cash, you know? So like I, once I get going, like I, I never know what, what's next. So it, it's cool that I'm able to just have a little control and just uh, be able to rock and roll and, and, uh, and get outlandish if you will. Absolutely. And, uh, that we'll get into the character aspect in a little bit because I'm always intrigued about the, um, incarnation of a, of a character. We always hear that a character is an ant up version of yourself. Now being, uh, the front man of a band, uh, which you were, I believe, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong. Heart to Heart, right? Was the name of the band? That's right. Okay, yeah. okay, perfect. I, I I meant to say I hope I'm not wrong. So Heart to Heart, being a frontman of a of a band, I mean, you've got to control the crowd, you've got to control an audience, you've got to flow with them. And even though the songs themselves are the story, there's always a prelude to each song. Like whenever I go to a concert and I see an artist that I really dig or really respect, there's always a story. You know, I, I wrote this song during this, or or we wrote this song when it was this period kind of in our lives. So really, the transition from being a frontman to wrestling is not really that different. I mean, yes, the end game is different. Instead of going out on tours and playing shows, you're telling stories in the ring. Instead of singing the lyrics, you're showcasing the story without words. And almost really, it's a dance. It's an art form. And a lot of people don't understand and don't respect that. Absolutely. I say uh, my, my analogy is it's the same circus, different game. Um, and I picked up a lot that I've learned through heart to heart and music and touring and, and brought that to wrestling. And, uh, one of my strongest suits is connecting with the crowd. And that's something that I picked up through touring and, and from playing shows. And, uh, 
if anyone's ever seen Heart to Heart live, uh, they'll agree with me on this one. There's nothing like a live Heart to Heart set. You think Zicky Dice is nuts? You should see me behind a microphone. Um, I was like anywhere and everywhere but the stage. And uh, I was always a huge fan of uh, the live performance and the bands that would go absolutely nuts on stage because, like, that's what I was watching. That's what it would draw me in because you can feel the emotion. And, uh, and, and, and that's one thing I am. I'm an emotional salesman. I sell feelings, you know, whether that's through heart to heart or wrestling. Um, and that, and I'm damn good at it. And, um, you know, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. So I'm thankful that, um, I was able to learn what I learned through music and bring that over to wrestling. Uh, a little regretful that I didn't start wrestling a little sooner, but, uh, everyone has their own path, right? Absolutely. I mean, you look at guys that have broken into the business late and the careers that they've gone on to have. I mean, one that sticks out in my mind just because now he is going to the Hall of Fame is a guy like Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista broke into the business in his late 30s. I mean, you can't forget about the icon of all icons, Diamond Dallas Page. He was literally 34 when he started. I mean, so it really goes to show that uh, you everyone does carve their own path. But uh, late is never uh, obsolete. Late, you can make it. You just got to take that time and you got to run with it best you can. And I think you That's have. Like, questions I get, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, is like, it's, it's so funny that one of the questions I get more is like, oh, well, how old are you? It's like, what? Like, what, why does that matter? You know, it's always like, how old are you? And uh, I'm 32. I broke in um, at like 26. I, you know, I, um, uh, I finished up a tour and a buddy of mine's like, dude, I think you should be a pro wrestler. Um, and then I did So I, I finished up on tour, packed up and moved from California to Illinois and went and trained at the black and brave in Davenport, Iowa. And, uh, I've been rock and rolling ever since. And that was five years ago, like five years ago today, I was packing up, getting ready to, uh, figure out my move. I went to WrestleMania 31, uh, Rollins won the belt. And two weeks later I moved and, and went and trained with them. Um, <clears throat> and I knew uh, breaking in late that I, uh, that's, that's one of the reasons why I went to black and Brave. You know, I wanted to be by, trained by the absolute best. Um, I want, I wanted my resume to be different and better than everybody else's in my opinion. And, um, I knew that I was going to bust my ass, you know, and Rollins will tell you that he didn't think I would do that. He didn't think that I would take it serious. He thought that coming from the band world that I was just going to, uh, lallygag my way through all, all this and, and, uh, and bullshit my way through it. And, you know, it wasn't until recently, you know, he actually texted me and said, hey, dude, I'm damn proud of you. You know, he's like, you proved me wrong and everyone else with you. And he's like, keep rocking and rolling. And not to toot my own horn, but, you know, I'm the top graduate out of the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy. Um, and I say that with pride. You know, I really want my hustle to motivate others from the school and uh, others around me and, and uh, other wrestlers that I'm on shows on. Because if I can do this, anybody can. And uh, that, that's the whole reason why. You know, I'm, I'm here talking about my story now is I want to motivate others. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You, you motivated me. I mean, I got into – I've been a wrestling fan my entire life, and I've always wanted to do a podcast but was always too scared. And then literally two and a half years ago, almost three – I was with a former buddy of mine. Uh, we're actually still good friends. He just was my former co-host. He's no longer my co-host. I kind of had to run it free. And I was just like, you know what, dude? We, we talk so much smack about wrestling. We sit there and we we bitch about the product because we know the product so damn well. We bitch about what we like. We bitch about what we don't like because we're wrestling fans and that's what we're allowed to do. We're allowed to just bitch inconsistently. And uh, the internet has given everyone a great platform for that because now you can bitch behind a keyboard in mommy's basement. So uh, we started the podcast and it's been a journey. On Twitter as we speak right now, I got my first block today. I'm banned for 12 hours. So 
Oh no, you got to tell now. Someone was talking trash about me winning the title, and they said I want Zicky Dice to leave, and I said you're gonna have a heart attack once you see when, when the future comes around, and they blocked me for that. Twitter. Oh, Twitter. What's going on? I've seen people say way worse than that. Outlandish. Uh, I want. That's what I'm saying. I was like, dude, I was just warming up. Um, no, but you're right, and, and I'm glad that I did because just even flowing with you right now, not to kiss your ass, but it's great. You, you've got a great voice. You're, you're flowing, and I'm happy to motivate. If I can do that with everybody else, whether it's wrestling, life, dude, so be it. You know, um, that that's why I'm getting into this. this like, literally, to impact the world and leave my impact while I'm while I'm on this planet. So. So talk to me about, I mean, you know, graduating for Black and Brave on the Indies for a little bit, and then you get the opportunity to go NWA. And how was that, like the transition from kind of the indie side of stuff going into a mainstream promotion? Because now I recognize NWA as probably one of the top five, not to name oh, in any particular order. No, I'm going to go ahead and just say that's – I'm going to agree with you because that is what I say. I say top five <laughs> in the world. <clears throat> um, you know what I mean? Like that's – I'm glad that you said that because that it's – Definitely in that conversation now, which is cool. And um, how I got to NWA is a very, very funny story. Um, so I guess I'll just dive right in. I was supposed to be in Florida, and for some reason that show had fallen through. And Championship Wrestling from Hollywood had reached out prior about a date, but I, was, I told him I was already booked. Um, I reached back out to Yuma over there. And I said, uh, hey, man, uh, you got room on the, the November 3rd show for me? And he's like, uh, go ahead and come on down. We'll squeeze you in. I was like, all right, cool. On the car right there with my car load, we're talking about, you know, we start. It's a six-hour drive down from where I am. You know, we start talking about, you know, uh, at this point, you know, I've been going around the country. I wrestled in South Korea in April. Uh, I'm still trying to get picked up by the bigger indie promotions. I'm still trying to get attention. Um, doing literally what I can, when I can, and, and which is at all times, grind, grind, grind. We don't know what else to do and uh, all this and, and that. So we get to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I've been working there for about three years at this point, and I had not once ever gotten a promo. I never complained about it. I never asked. I just figured when my time would come that I would kill it. And uh, – that day, they're like, hey, we need someone to film. Oh, Zicky, you're here. Why don't you uh, get dressed real quick and come cut a promo? I was like, all right. I went out there and said six words. I was immediately pulled into the back around the corner where I had met David Lagana and Billy Corgan. I had met them in passing once. I'd seen them come around Hollywood a, a time or two before within the last, like, two years. And, uh, and you know, Billy introduces himself to me. Uh, and he's like, man, look at you. Your, your earring and sunglasses and your fanny pack. He's like, uh He's like, what are you doing December 14th? And in my head, I was like, oh, me and my fiance just planned a snow trip. And I was like, absolutely nothing. He's like, <laughs> you know, like, what the hell else am I going to say? And he's like, uh, well, how would you like to work for me in the NWA? And um, I said, I would absolutely love that. And he's like, okay, well, we'll have uh, Lagana reach out to you on Monday. Um, I was like, all right, cool. So I had a few buddies who saw me get pulled aside and they saw who I was talking to, uh, i.e. my car load. And uh, they just knew and they could tell by the look on my face, like what what just happened, you know, um, and it goes to show like that. This is my path. You know, I'm sitting there worrying about everything else. And lo and behold, a few hours later, I'm getting picked up for NWA. Um, and I had been busting my ass in the gym, uh, in, in the ring, uh, you know, getting my diet right, trying to get content, trying to get my name out there. 
And lo and behold, boom, there was in that moment. And I, to be honest with you, I had no idea what was, uh, what would my plan was at NWA. Um, so we showed up to the tapings and boom, get two victories right off the bat, like eight promos come home. Boom. Next taping, I just noticed the crowd reaction is getting louder and louder and boom. Now you're talking to the NWA television champion. Um, it's been, it's been a lot to process, you know, it's, uh, uh, super cool at the same time it's hard for me to believe but uh yeah man doing it absolutely you're doing it and you're freaking killing it man so back to the character for a second because like i said everyone always says they always go with the cliche answer the character is just an amped up version of who i am but you have so many layers to you being the front man of heart to heart and then bringing that kind of world mixing it in with wrestling and you have a great look and you you speak fantastically and your promo skills are top notch I love promos, but I also love guys who can back it up in the ring. My whole philosophy on wrestling is you gotta you gotta talk the talk, but you gotta walk the walk, and you do that in spades. So talk to me about you know Outlander Zicky Dice. Is that a, a true amped up version of you, or is there layers piled on layers mixed in with just a whole lot of creative juices? Oh man, uh, there's layers and layers and layers, and I am an odd character. I will tell you that um, I always have been. Um, I grew up wrestling freestyle and Greco Roman. Um, and that was because of pro wrestling that I got into, I freaking hate this term amateur wrestling, um, because it's not amateur by any means, but you know, that's just the term we're stuck with, but freestyle Greco Roman wrestling wrestled in high school up until sophomore year. Then my dad had passed away in a car accident and wrestling was our thing. So from there, I kind of got numb, um, numb to the world and, and found music. Right. And then for music, um, found punk rock and hardcore and started a band and did that. Um, you know, I struggle with PTSD, anxiety, depression. Um, I love to make people laugh. Uh, I love to entertain. Um, I like to, like I said earlier, make people feel certain types of ways. I like, uh, comedy movies. I am obsessed with like neon colors. I I've always loved dice for some reason and cards when i was a kid i was always drawn to that uh, i love magic um uh, like a fan of uh you know magic tricks and magicians and uh it, it, it's all this stuff i love music i love uh r&b and 80s style music and this is just like just my brain i this is my brain going i explained my brain like um the ride space mountain in disneyland if you've ever been on that ride um, you go through the dark and there's like all these like stars coming at you constantly. That's my brain with ideas at all times. It's, it's hard for me to shut down. Um, I have a very creative mind and I put that to work in Zicky Dice. And it wasn't always the Zicky Dice you see today. First, you know, evolution of Zicky Dice. I came out, I was like wearing white pants and thought I was this casino pit boss. And then I was like, okay. And people were calling me Bray Wyatt or part of the Wyatt family. I had a, a big red beard and, and like these white pants and like, uh, you know, my brown hair slicked back. I was like, okay, I don't know. And we're evolving. So we started, and then I went into, you know, uh, trunks and then, uh, hit the gym and then decided to bleach my hair and pierce my ear. And, and then I said the word outlandish one day and, and, and added that to the character. So it's been, it's, the wheel just keeps going and I don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow. I'm just going to keep evolving and having fun with the character, but, uh, amped up times a million, dude. <laughs> like it, it there, this character and the, and some of the promos I cut and get into the feeling sometimes, like, I, I don't know, I, they come from some weird places. So it's just, it's just a mix, dude. Like we could literally talk and interview for days on, on my story and, and everything. I always try and give like 
an in-depth synopsis of it, the short version, but uh, here we are. So, yeah. <laughs> no, man. I mean, honestly, uh, you're you're a humble cat. You're absolutely fantastic to talk to. We're about halfway through right now, and I'm just having a blast. I, I As a fan first, to get the chance to talk to people that you appreciate and you respect so much in this business, it's humbling because they're giving you your time, and you want to make sure you tell their story in the greatest light. And that's what I think the podcast and the platforms are about. I love listening to podcasts, even though I have my own. I listen to a whole bunch of others. Sure. And here in the Ontario indie scene in Canada, we have literally some of the best homegrown talent, plus the best voices for a generation. I actually believe you talked to uh, one of my fellow podcasters, Gillamy Talks. He is absolutely fantastic, Justin Gillamad. He's amazing. And uh, he had you on the show. And that's when I kind of was like, man, he got sicky dice. That's super cool. And then I shared that post on Instagram. And that's how easy it was, man. It was super easy. And, and again, yeah, I just can't I mean, say thank you, you know, for taking the time. Yeah, no, thank you. Like, and I'm all about DIY, you know, like it's I'm still grinding, dude. I'm still being left on red. You know, I'm still uh, trying to squeeze into certain places. Like, so I get it. And I always want to be able to help and, uh, and give back, um, you know, so I think this is like. Since I've debuted on NWA, this might be like my 48th or 49th podcast or interview I've done. And I'm literally trying to get – it's an outlandish takeover, man, whether the world likes it or not. So uh, better hop on board so you can say, hey, I knew him when. Absolutely, man. I'm going to say I knew him when, and I was his first championship interview. That's going to go down in history. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, you know what is interesting about the television title for NWA is I look at it much like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I look at it much like the Intercontinental title in WWE. And the reason I say that is because anybody who holds the Intercontinental title in, in WWE has one time or another either gotten a title shot or won the championship. And I look at the television title as the same thing. It's a prelude to where the eventual end game will be. And I see that for you. I don't know if it'll be against all this, but maybe. If you don't think I've got tricks up my sleeve to get seven wins in a row and become the NWA heavyweight champion and have the 10 pounds of pink, you've got, you've got another thing coming. I'm not afraid of Nick Aldis, and I'm not afraid of winning seven matches in a row. I am. I would say future, but I'm just going to go ahead and scratch that. I am a megastar, and I know that, and the world is about to find out. And, and, and it's happening. It's happening. They're, they're getting woke as we speak. Um, so, uh, you know, well, I guess, I, I guess you just got to follow the journey. Well, the journey's already been as epic as it is. It's definitely the most entertaining part of NWA is you and the women's division and Nick Aldis and everything. Actually, the whole package, the whole package, everything that Billy Corgan is doing over there is so refreshing and so fantastic. And the fact that he's bringing these talents and giving them a platform, it, it, it's undescribable. And like I said, very quickly having them come back and, and be, be named in the top five, it's not a small feat. It's because of hard work, dedication, and showing a sleek and polished production. And that's what you guys have. You guys have that in spades. And everything you do is very intelligent, plus, again, the creative freedom. When you let your talent have that creative freedom, you can actually watch them grow and blossom. They will shine, and they will shine for you. And everybody on NWA's roster is doing that. And they're bringing back some names that I had long forgotten, like Melina. They brought her back. And everything they're doing with Rosemary, and everything they're doing with, with you, and everything they're doing with all this, everything is just fantastic. And the product keeps getting better. It keeps getting more entertaining. It's almost become, for me, uh, a struggle to watch any other promotion next to you guys and ROH and AEW. 
A lot of other promotions are going to leave those ones off the table, but I'm sure you know where I'm, what I'm talking about. They're a struggle to watch because of the creative stranglehold. When I can see creative freedom blossom as a fan, that makes me excited because that's when I literally don't know what's going to happen. Would you agree or disagree with that? I agree. I agree. Um, you know, the show is still very new and we are uh, growing by the week. Um, you know, we're pushing, we've, we've got an arena show, you know, so we're going out of the studio and last year Crockett cup was ran with ROH this year. We're doing it by ourselves. Um, you know, so really trying to push, like push the limit here and see where we're at, you know? So if, uh, we're coming to Atlanta four nineteen twenty for the Crockett cup. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I highly recommend doing so for anyone listening around. Um, and it's going to be worth it. And, you know, that's going to be, that's, you know, the biggest show of my, uh, career coming up. So, um, and another thing I got to go ahead and just plug, if you, if you're not already watching the NWA power every Tuesday, um, go ahead and head to youtube.com slash NWA and hit subscribe because, um, just click and subscribe goes a long way, not only for myself, but the NWA. And that's what we're trying to do is grow. And, uh, and I mean, this is just the beginning. I got three accounts on YouTube. I got straight talk. I got my personal one and I got my daughters and all three are subscribed. Boom. All three. I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> no, no problem. So, you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about fans and stuff like that, because kayfabe has been broken for a while and everybody knows a true heel or a true face is not necessarily a true heel or the true face. You'll see faces and heels signing autographs and stuff like that now. So the kind of whole fifth wall is broken down. But then there are some wrestlers out there who are still holding true to the old style. One in particular would be MJF. There's been a lot of talk about him lately, about him at an autograph signing with a little boy and his father. And right before the picture was taken, he flipped off the little boy. Now, back in the day, mind you, that would have been kayfabe for sure, 100%, because heels didn't sign autographs. But now it's a little bit more mainstream and it's very pop culture again. And it's a great time to be a fan and be a performer because there's so much platforms out there for you guys. There's YouTube, like you mentioned, Facebook, plus the streaming services, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter. There's all kinds of facets out there to find anything you want on your favorite superstar. In terms of, you know, kayfabe and, and somebody like MJF bringing, keeping kayfabe together, keep it, trying to bring it back to where it's that heel face dynamic and you stay in character all the time. Is that something you kind of buy into or does it, do you like to just kind of let your hair down every once in a while and turn Zicky Dice off if you get the opportunity? Well, uh, man, I was just having this conversation with a friend. I love MJF to, uh, to death. I think he's great and uh, what he's doing is great. And I would love to um, do that all the time. But at the same time, my band just released a record um, recently on Invoke Records, Heartbreaker, which is out now. You know, I'm trying to push that. Um, I've got a lot of uh, – I've worked with uh, – adults with developmental disabilities for the last 13 years and made a lot of friends and, uh, you know, met a lot of awesome people through there. So a, a lot of these people who follow and engage, like, I guess wouldn't understand that. So it's hard for me to be an asshole all the time, but Hey, but push a record, you know, when someone will just, when a non wrestling fan wouldn't understand like what's going on, you get what I'm saying? Um, so it's tough. I just, uh, to answer your question, I think letting the hair down and having fun, I'll do whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want to, you know, just to be clear. Um, but yeah, I'll let the hair down um, every once in a while, have a little fun. 
Does it does it hard for you sometimes when you're out and about and stuff like that? Because, you know, NWA, like you said, you're growing week to week. The numbers are getting better. You guys are doing your first arena show, the Crockett Cup. I can't wait for that. I'll be streaming it for sure. A hundred percent in terms of like, you know, when you're out in the street, is it take you back? Sometimes people are like, oh, my God, hey, Zicky, can I grab a picture real quick? Like, is that is that still kind of surreal for you? Or are you like, yeah, man, let's do it? That just started happening. A funny story that just (laughs) I uh, was in Iowa this past weekend. I was visiting a black and brave and I had went out with the buddy, Steve Manders. Um, He wanted to show me a little uh, Iowa good time. So we were leaving uh, the bar and these two girls were walking up and I had slipped on this like ice block and boom, slapped face first right on the cement in the snow. And uh Uh, I get up and my buddy's like, Hey, there's this dude staring at you. And these girls were like, Oh my God, are you okay? And they were very nice and very helpful. And I was like laughing, you know, I was like, Oh, that sucks. Um, and this dude was like, hey, is that a $16,000 fanny pack? And I turned my head all extreme. And I looked at him. He's all, are you Zicky dice? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yeah, man. I was like, how you doing? And, uh, he shot me a message on Instagram immediately. And he was like, Hey dude, he's like, um, if you, uh, let me win that fanny pack giveaway, I won't tell anyone I saw you fall in the snow face first. I was like, dude, I do not care. You know, um, I had people, you know, for the first time, like I was at the airport the other day, uh, in Chicago and they're like, Hey, Zicky, he was like four in the morning in the city. I was like, Hey fellas, how you doing? Um, so it's interesting to see that start happening, you know, but, uh, uh, deep down I'm a pretty humble dude and, and pretty easy going fella. So like, uh, I don't know. That's cool. Say what up. If you see me, no problem. Whatever. Make it brief. Don't get weird. And we'll be all right. Absolutely, man. That's that's what you got to like. Sometimes, you know, you geek out a little bit. It's like, oh, my God, he's a wrestler. He's super cool. It's like, no, nah, man, they're just real people like us. And if you yeah. approach them respectfully, then they will approach you respectfully. Exactly. What comes, uh, you know, the good with the bad, you know. So, yeah, I, I meet a lot of good people. And, yes, I do meet my fair share of weirdos. I hate to say it, but some of you fans are so weird, man. Uh, and make weird requests, but uh, <laughs> can you tell me off the if if it can't go on the podcast? I understand. Can you tell me like a super weird encounter with a fan? We don't have to mention oh, no sure, names. Sure. sure. Uh, this dude was lingering around the merch table once, and he like would barely make eye contact with me, and I was like, okay. And he's like talking to me, like bringing up some small talk, and I'm like, all right. And then uh, I go outside and he's like smoking a cigarette and he's like looking down. And he's like, yeah. so my girlfriend really wants to meet you. And uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, all right. Um, so, so he brings her out. And she like hugs me all extreme. She's like holding. It was like kind of like a sexual type hug. It was very weird. And she was like very sweet. And like, she's like, it's so nice to meet you, whatever. And it walks away. And then he like looks down, he pulls out another cigarette. It was like a movie scene. I'll, 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 like, <laughs> I wish you could see this. And he lights it up and he's like, do you want to have sex with my girlfriend with me tonight? And I was all, oh, oh, excuse me? And I was like, you know, because I knew something was coming, but I didn't know it was like that extreme. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, at the time, I was like, I have a girlfriend, but thank you for the offer. I was like, outlandish, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and walked away. So that's the first one that comes to mind, really. Um yeah yeah there's some weird instances so not to get not to get too personal you mentioned a girlfriend and stuff like that and that's absolutely amazing to have that support system uh getting married this year oh well congratulations that's right you did mention fiance my apologies sir you did mention fiance that's amazing you know what i have been married uh to the same beautiful woman we have two great daughters and we've been married together for 11 years we've been together since we were 18 i'm 36 now so Yeah. yeah 
Yeah, and she's uh, she's my support system. Sometimes, as stubborn as I could be, you know, I had an incident at work today, which kind of put me in a little bit of a bummer mood. But I got upstairs. She just said, told me, "Hey, you know what? It is what it is. You can't think negative. You can't think you can't think anything bad's going to happen. All you can do is learn from it and grow. And now go downstairs and handle what your real passion is." So here we are. We're talking interview, and I've been in a great mood since we got on the phone. I'm right there. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Chicken. I call my fiance Chicken. Um, I've known her since I was 21 years old. Uh, we met through a mutual friend. We had stayed friends um, the entire time. She had her boyfriends. I had my girlfriends. And we always stayed friends, like I said. And there was one time uh, we had hung out before the band was about to go on tour. And uh, we, we had a great time. She had a boyfriend. It was a group hangout. But we had a great time. It was whatever. Uh, uh and then I had left for tour. I guess her boyfriend was a real piece of shit at the time. And he still is. But they asked what we're talking about. But anyway, uh, she had called me when the band was on tour. And she was like, you know, I think she was sipping a little bit of some red wine, if I remember clearly. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in upstate New York. And I had went on a run to get a new toothbrush at the grocery store when my phone rang. And she never called me. And, uh, you know, I used to Snapchat her, um, in between girlfriends, I would ask her out to dinner. Like she knew what was up, you know? And, uh, she had called me and she said, you know, it's a real shame that our clocks had never lined up. Um, uh, you were always so funny and so great and so nice, like whatever. And I was like, man, uh, that phone call always like stuck with me. And, uh, two years ago we, uh, passed each other. I asked her out to dinner. She said, yes. And, and here we are getting engaged. Who knew? That's how Zicky Dice handles his business. It's a slow yeah. game. It's yeah. a slow game. Yeah, it's the, the law, and it, it's it's great, you know. And even though we've only been honestly together for a year, we're about to hit a year next month of actually being like a couple and whatnot. We've known each other for so long, and uh, we get along great. And uh, I got to take my fanny pack off to her because um, without her, I would be insane right now. Um, this has been a, a when I say it's it's been hard for me to process these last few weeks. It's I, I lose sleep. I can't shut my brain down. Uh, I've got a lot of important decisions to make here soon, and um, and if I didn't have her, uh, I don't know what the hell I'd do. She's an accountant, so she's in tax season right now. On top of that, so she leaves at seven in the morning. She's not home till eight at night, and then uh, now she's working Saturdays. And and guess what? I'm wrestling just around all, all around the country every weekend. So it's tough, but. Uh, but we make it work with each other and um, she's, you know, letting me go and get it. And she knows I work a little harder. Daddy will be paying the bills here soon. So. Absolutely, man. And, and that's what it's about. The support system is huge when you have that somebody who can keep you straight and narrow. One question I do want to ask, because I'm always intrigued by this. Um, you mentioned earlier how you want to give back. And I think that's fantastic. If there is a young fan, boy or girl, male or female, however you want to word it, listening and they want to break into this amazing business, but there is a grind to it. There is a struggle to it. Not everything comes easy. You know that as well as I do. You broke into it late. It was, you know, a journey, but you're, you're here now and you're just getting started and your, your train is not stopping anytime soon. And I can't wait until we do this again. I don't know, in four years. And I'm talking to the NWA world champion. It's going to be a lot sooner than that. I know it will be, but I'm just saying, you know, hypothetically down the line. But if there's some piece of advice, some piece of wisdom that Zicky Dice can pass forward to these young fans that may want to break into this business someday, the next generation of this already great generation, what would you say to that young fan? I'm going to say if you're going to half-ass it, don't do it. Um, you will lose money. You will lose sleep. You will lose friends. 
Um, you will miss out on birthday parties. You'll miss out on weddings. You'll miss out on family events and gatherings. Um, but, uh, I, I will say this, this is probably the best thing that's ever came out of my mouth. And I said it on a podcast recently, if you want it, go and get it because it's that simple. It won't be that easy, but it's that simple. Um, and that's the best way I can put it. Um, just, you know, go get trained by someone reputable, uh, hit the gym, um, uh, work on your promos in the car and in the mirror. You, sometimes I'll be pushing a, a grocery cart and a, a promo idea will come in my head and I get into character in the line in the store, like crazy, like whispering in my voice, you know, and then I'll go on my phone and write it down. And, uh, these are all little things it takes, like get up early, hop in the car with some boys, even though you're not on a show and, and get it figured out, like just go make it happen. But at the same time, have fun and treat people with respect along the way. And, uh, and that will go pretty far. That's fantastic advice. You know what? And it's, uh, it, it's the humbling that really gets me. Zicky Dice has been an absolutely fantastic interview. I want to let you go enjoy your night very soon, but I do have two more questions that are burning a hole in my pocket. Yes. If I might. All right. The first question is, um, dream match for Zicky Dice down the line. Anybody that you want to get your hands on that you haven't yet, that you'd be licking your chops and, and my second part to this question, if it ever comes to a point where the student can face the teacher, will you take Seth Rollins on one-on-one if that, if your, if your clocks is your, as chicken put it, if your clocks could sync up? That was actually my answer for the first question. So I'm just going to go ahead and answer both at the same. Yes. Uh, Seth Rollins is my dream match. Um, I've, I've wanted that from the beginning. Um, and I still want it now and I hope it happens somewhere someday um but yeah that's that's the ultimate goal as well as um i'm trying to think if it wasn't him right now who i really want to wrestle if it wasn't him man probably rick martell or mr perfect <laughs> would be one of my all-time dream matches um i could see you and mr perfect cutting some serious fantastic promos against each other i really could see it i would love that I would love that. Um, I got to say, though, if you're not already, please follow the outlandish journey that I call life. I made it nice and simple for everybody. It's at Zicky Dice on every piece of social media platform out there. Um, Engage. I will engage back with you. If you see me out, say what's up. Give me a little outlandish logo and uh, we'll be all right. And uh, you know what? As for now, I got to go control the television since I am the NWA world television champion. So uh, thanks for having me, George. And we'll definitely be doing this again. 100% brother. And if you haven't followed me, because I do follow you across all three platforms, please follow your boy back. And it was an absolute honor and pleasure talking to you today. Go send control a, the television. Yep. Send me a message and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get that handled for you. So least I can do. All right, brother. Thank you so much. You go enjoy your night. Okay. Outlandish. Outlandish. Take care, sir. Me too, bud. Bye. Wow. Amazing, amazing interview. Zicky Dice, such a class act. Great dude. Super humbling. And he's right. If you hit him up on any of his socials, he will engage with you. He did with me. It was that easy to set this thing up. Uh, I can't wait to see how far this guy's star goes. It's going to go so much brighter. And this was obviously pre-recorded. Uh much, much again, it was pre-recorded a couple days after he won the television title and the world was in a different landscape. I've been saying that a lot these last couple episodes because it was true. Uh, a lot of this stuff is pre-recorded, like I said, before the world went haywire. And um, I'm just trying to keep dropping content for you guys because you deserve it. And everybody deserves to forget for a little bit what is going on out there in the world right now. 
As always, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow, follow, follow the socials, share, download, listen, retweet, uh, and just keep digging on my podcast, man, because I do all of this for you guys. As much as I enjoy the interviews and the stories, bringing these talents to the forefront for you guys, my Straight Talk Faithful, is the absolute most important thing for me. So as always, peace, love, and wrestling. Stay safe. Stay home if you can. And hopefully by the summer, we could be talking about the road to SummerSlam. We could be talking about all the great indie shows that are back up and running. And we could be talking about normalcy in life. As always, I'm your host, your boy. See you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh.